I'm John Elsesser, Executive Director here at IMPEA, and welcome to the State House Express in our third stop this session, episode number three. Last week was a relatively quiet week for bills that might have an impact on public schools. The House Education Committee heard two bills, one dealing with regulations around sudden cardiac arrest and another bill dealing with homeschool diplomas. The Senate held its second meeting of the session, voting one bill out of committee unanimously dealing with virtual education funding. This dealt with public schools, but could possibly have an indirect impact on choice schools somewhere down the road. The other bills heard in Senate Ed dealt with technical corrections or things that really didn't apply to non-public schools. Now, this week will be even quieter since leadership decided to cancel the session for the week and close the State House in response to any possible threats to State Houses across the country. Hopefully, that won't occur. Good news is, all quiet so far. We believe that all authored bills have now dropped and have been made public. IMPEA has 62 bills on our watch list. Two bills of note are school expansion bills. House Bill 1005 includes a variety of expansions as well as proposing a new Educational Savings Account Program, or ESA. Senate Bill 412, authored by Senator Bride Buchanan, proposes a similar Educational Savings Account Program. But more about that in a minute. House Bill 1005 proposes raising the financial eligibility to 225% of free and reduced lunch in the first year of the state budget and 300% of free and reduced lunch in year two of the state budget. It also proposes having a single-tier voucher program at 90% of the ADM amount. And finally, it includes both the sibling and foster child fixes that we've been working on for the past few years. And that's not all. As I said, both House Bill 1005 and Senate Bill 412 propose a new ESA for students with special needs or foster children. House Bill 1005 also includes a provision for military families. Like with a voucher, if a family chooses not to send their children to public school, a proportion of state funding would go into a family's ESA to be used for tuition and or a variety of other education-related expenses. And there is no financial eligibility to participate in the ESA. These bills are going to take a strong effort on behalf of our grassroots network if they have any chance of passing. Your legislative liaison will need to be ready to go and to engage your local school communities. We'll need big numbers of folks reaching out to their elected representatives to make this happen. We are also looking for families who would directly benefit from these program changes to tell their stories, whether it's increasing the financial eligibility or increasing the voucher amount through a single 90% voucher. As an example, this could be a great help in terms of affordability for high school families. Another good example would be families with students with special needs who could benefit from services over and above their tuition. We'll keep you posted on when these bills will be heard. Bottom line, we're going to need your help. Now let me shift gears for just a moment. Hopefully by now you've heard of the new emergency COVID relief funding for schools. I'm not going to go into great detail now since we have scheduled a webinar this coming Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. A couple of quick notes to make sure they're on your radar. First, on the PPP 2.0, schools cannot receive both the PPP and the EANS funding. Schools will have to select one or the other. The PPP 2.0 opened applications on January 13th, and there's no knowing how long those funds will be available. To be eligible for the PPP 2, schools must show a gross revenue loss of 25% between one quarter of this year compared to that same quarter last year. And in terms of EANS, Governor Holcomb was allocated $81 million for Indiana's non-public schools to address a variety of broad areas associated with COVID relief. 
Monies will be allocated to participating schools based on a formula, which uses enrollment as a base with a weighting for poverty. This program will not involve your local LEA as well. Schools should be receiving an application sometime here in the near future. In addition to this Wednesday's webinar, we'll be scheduling a more comprehensive webinar with IDOE and the State Board of Ed reps who are coordinating this program. On another note, last Wednesday, the State Board of Education elected Dr. Katie Jenner as the new chair of the board. This move returns the board to a prior practice of the superintendent, or now the secretary of education, serving as the state board chair. Well, that's about it for this week. We'll have to see if we have any news for next week since the state house is shut down. But until next time, stay well, and we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of the State House Express. Mm-hmm.